the Red 78. I just can't believe you've been positive for three weeks in a row. It must have been something that's so out of your mind. I can't believe it myself. Can't believe it myself. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Kevin Caban, one last time. How the hell are you? I'm very good, Jay. Um, emotional. Emotional after last night. I think that's the only way to describe it, eh? Yeah, everybody's a bit strung out. Like, uh, it's a lot to deal with, you know? I'm crying at the Christmas ads. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I, Jay, I, I, I don't know. They probably, you'll, you'll probably never be able to pick up the footage. So it comes back into studio last night. So they're still running over the pictures and it comes back in. And I'd see Messi and I, I, I honest to God, I started to, I really started to cry. I was like welling up watching, watching the pictures of Messi crying. He was hugging someone and my voice starts to go and I'm waffling some, you know, trying to say how great this game was and what a moment is for Messi. And I, I could hardly talk. I was literally crying. And in the studio, and the lad's like kind of looking at me either side going, is this guy for real or what, what's going on here? I, I, I couldn't help it. It was just un- unbelievable stuff, really. Why do you think that was? I don't know. I think I'm just getting old and soft, Jer. I think that's what it is. I, I do find myself crying an awful lot now at some of the most stupid stuff. If I see an ad, an ad on TV half the time, I'm, I'm crying like maybe what you say there. I do. I, I, and um, I, I was watching, I, I was watching something just out of, before I came over here. Um, like I, I, most of the lads who I'm working with here at TSN, they came over a week early and they, and they did um, the squad reveal, the roster reveal on the show. So there's a, a lot of backstories with the Canada team. And one of the guys' dads was on and his dad was from Ghana and his dad's dream was to play for Ghana as a kid. And he, he had to move to Canada, the backstory was, and he had to leave the kids back in Ghana and work here and send money back home before he could get the, 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 his wife and the kids over here. Uh, it was Richard Larea, actually, a lad who signed for Forest last year. He's still a Forest player, but he went back to Toronto. And then he starts to well up about his son's actually going to a World Cup because they announced the squad and they were talking to his dad at the same time. It was like his dad announced his son was going to the World Cup. It's the most emotional thing ever. I'm watching it. I was literally just crying my eyes out in the house before I went over to Qatar. So this is the sort of stuff that I'm like getting really emotional with now. I, I just think I'm just getting old and soppy, Jer. I think that's what it is. But Messi as well, bringing it all right, right back round. It's like, it, it did feel like the end. He says he, he wants to continue and it doesn't really matter if he continues or not. But yeah. um, for him to perform at the level that he performed at, which wasn't perfect, right? There was, it, like it wasn't, no. it wasn't, uh, it wasn't single-handedly winning the game for them. It needed a whole team effort. Yeah. But for the team to be able to lift him up at the moment that they needed to do, for them to find that as well, it's kind of perfect. Yeah, it is. I, I think throughout the tournament, I think it is fair to say that without Messi, Argentina probably wouldn't have been anywhere near winning the tournament. But in the final, it was the the water carriers or whatever you want to say that that worked, that scrapped, that fought, that actually showed a bit more quality than we'd seen throughout the tournament for that first 70 minutes last night as well, because they they were actually excellent, certainly for the first hour, weren't they? They were, they were great. And then Messi just has these fleeting moments in the game where it is mesmerising. And of course, you know, he gives the ball away for the second goal. And once Mbappe equalises, he's just stood there on the pitch, he's smiling to himself. And, you know, if, if that's anybody else who was laughing for giving the ball away, can you imagine... What, what everyone would have been saying. He'd given the ball away and he's laughing, but it was just that type of game, that type of night where, I don't know, whether people say it's destiny or whatever it would be, you just felt something was going to happen and 
that's what's happened in this World Cup. Just strange things have happened in so many games and just never feel like it's done, do you? And that's, that's certainly what you felt like watching it, even at, at half-time, what, 50 minutes into the game when you're thinking Argentina are cruising here, they've got this one in the bag. Do you think at half-time, Kev, there was any chance of, of what happened nah. happening? No, not at all. And, you know, we'd spoken just before the final about the virus that France had had. They looked, they looked gassed, didn't they? They had no energy. They did. They, they were showing nothing. Um, was it 64 minutes before they even had a touch in, in um, Argentina's penalty area? It was something like that. First shot on 70 minutes. It was just, I mean, that's the first shot at goal, not even on target. So it, they were just, they had nothing. They had, they had no cohesion like they were showing. They looked, they looked like they lacked any sort of discipline in the shape of the team. Argentina were just overrunning them. Uh, so I, I could not see France lifting the level and then Mbappe just came to life and then extra time Mbappe was just incredible, wasn't he? What a, what an unbelievable performance he put in. And, you know, you guys have obviously spoken about it this morning, but scoring a hat-trick and not winning a World Cup final, that's just, it's, it's just freakish stuff, isn't it? What does he deserve out of 10 for his, for his performance? We've been kind of having this chat this uh, morning. Yeah, what would what, well, what would Le Keep give him Col- this Col- morning? Colm's t- take was that he deserved what seven. They give him an eight, I think. They give him an eight and eight and Le Keep. They give him an eight. Uh, you can't say he deserved a seven because of like I know he he was he was really poor. Maybe as I said for an hour or seventy minutes, but his extra time performance and Kingsley Colm come on and just Le- changed Le- the Le- game. Keep giving him a nine. Le- keep giving him a nine. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Colm said he didn't yeah, give him seven to. either. To be fair. Did he not? Did he not? He's even to backtrack now. It's a typical yeah, exactly, column, isn't yeah. he? But um, um, no, but it has to be up there with a nine. He scored a nine. Yeah, sorry, he scored a hat trick in a World Cup final. It's got to be a nine or a ten, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think a hat trick in a World Cup final, it's like a ten. It is. It's really. Yeah. You, even if you're even if you're shite, you still get a ten because he scored a hat trick yeah. in a World Cup final. Agreed. You know. I know. I know. I know. That's it. That's exactly what I think too. Um, the the quality that the Argentine players showed in that first hour. Um, was excellent. It really was, and I think part of that. So, uh, part of France being really poor, I actually would give much more credit to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's. No, I think that I think that's fair, Jerry. I do. Um, you know, I'd watched a lot. We'd watched a lot of games. We'd all watched a lot of the Argentina games, and you know, the Paul, the way he was running around. I, I mean, I'd said it to you in, in the in the week. Uh, even Fernandez, Fernandez got young player of the tournament last night, and that's a joke because he was not young player of the tournament, was he? That we have to put that out there now. He had a decent game last night, probably his best game, but we hadn't seen enough quality from him. I know he scored that brilliant goal against Mexico, but there were times when he was very poor in possession. But it was about the work rate of getting the ball to Messi, De Paul, as they said. Um, so many errors, I think, throughout by various people. Otamendi, who actually had a nightmare in letting. Um, France back into the game last night actually had a great tournament he, he had a brilliant tournament Otamendi and I never saw that coming from anywhere and last night he was back to the Otamendi that we probably know and love all, over the years but I, I, I think I think it's right Jerry. I think a lot of credit has to be for what Argentina did to stop France and how they played um, Acuna was, was, was brilliant as well um, when, when he come on wasn't he and things like that there, there was so many backstories I think throughout within that side the work rate up front from Alvarez it was just extraordinary the, the the level that they got to, and then when France got that second goal, Roger, they, they looked dead on the feet. They looked knackered. They were gone, and they were still doing special things. Messi was still doing special things, even though he was just walking half the time uh, through that last, probably what certainly during extra time, but certainly for the last ten or fifteen minutes of normal time, Messi Messi looked gassed. 
How did you feel, Kat? Like that last, those last few minutes of uh, of extra time when you have the Colo Muani chance save for Martinez, you have the header then from Lautaro Martinez, which was just brutal. But like it all happens. Like I thought I was going to have a cardiac arrest. Yeah. I'm in the prime of my life. Oh. I don't know how you lads felt. Oh, you know, I'm not in the prime of my life anymore, Shane. And I, I felt exactly the same thing. I mean, is that the greatest save of all time? That that save from Martinez, just just for what what was happening with the context, in the game, yeah, maybe, yeah. The context of it all, you know. Uh, and I wouldn't be one that would be great on goalkeepers half the time, but uh, and I, and you know, at times he's made mistakes. Um, at, at Martinez, he's you know, he's, he's not been great at times, but he's made big saves in penalty shootouts. He's obviously he gets the the goalkeeper of the tournament again. He wasn't. Um, uh, Livakovic from uh, Croatia was, was outstanding I felt throughout he should have been the goalie of the tournament and so should Gvardiol been the young player as well in my opinion but that you know it, they, they did it in that big final on that big stage and maybe going back to what Joe was saying earlier with Mbappe he did it in a World Cup final so you give him a 10 regardless of how they've played uh, throughout and I think you know all these guys that we're speaking about here and Martinez making that big save it was just uh, just watching it Shane I was just I was up and down through the whole 20 minutes to go when it looked like the game was dead. I, I couldn't stand still. I couldn't sit still, should I say. I was up, down. I was moving around. I was getting stressed. My palms were getting uh, sweaty. Um, and all that I remember, as I said earlier on when I've been on the show with you, look, Maradona in 86 was my first real World Cup memory. And I remember it now. Surely to God, every kid that watched that game last night is going to remember this game for the rest of their lives. And it's got to have a... It's got to have an effect on them. It has to because See, I think, of, of what happened. I think there's a lot of that in it too. It's a year since Maradona died, and like the Messi crowning the career that we've watched for the last 17 years, 18 years since he's been a kid, for him to get the fulfillment in the last moment, literally the very last second at the <laughs> end of the tournament. Yeah, there's there's too much yeah. emotion, and it's Christmas time. I know. You know, it's like yeah, it's a we're, lot. It's a lot to deal home. with. I'm away. I'm away. I'm away from home, Jay. I'm missing the family. There's a lot to deal with here going on. You know, I've been away for a long time, and the the the, the stress of it all. Jesus, I've not been able to get out and even have a drink too much. You know, there's been a lot of stress going on in my <laughs> life, Jay. You know, yeah. Um, uh, it, it probably was. And then you know what? And I have to say this. Then for for the ceremony the, the the presentation ceremony the way that it was it to be ruined infantino is anybody else just screaming at the screen get off the tv oh, get yes. away from it all yeah. because it was an absolute joke wasn't it and i'm watching him going oh my god if anyone's going to ruin it it's you you've just ruined this this perfection for 120 minutes it was just perfection in the tournament half the time and uh, i was actually talking to the guys here as well a lot of the guys around us the crew and everything have got a lot more experience of north american sports and things like that and we're going he should not be d- giving the trophy out there's no way infantino they went but who else is there you know he's the president he's got to give it out the mls guy don garber he gives it out and i and I, I couldn't really remember to be honest with you they were saying even in the nfl that the 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 president or uh, or the commissioner yeah he 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 sometimes even gives the trophy to the owner of the franchise always. without even giving it to the players. You know, always, always the owner. I mean, yeah. just that is an absolute joke, isn't it? I, yeah. And I didn't know this. I, I honestly didn't know this. I've probably not been around enough to, to maybe if I've watched the Super Bowl to really watch the ceremony properly. And I'm watching this, and I mean, if ever there's there's a, there's a moment to make it all about me, that's what Infantino did last night. And if if, if that if he can't be if he can't be aware enough to realise how bad he looked on, on TV last night, ah, oh God, I was screaming at the team, get off the TV, you. Honest to God, he was a hell of, he was a, just a joke, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and here's the good thing, though. None of the papers have him in any of the photographs. So when the press clippings come in 
today to the office and be like, oh, show me, show me how great I look. He's not in any of them. It's it's all yeah. messy. It's all messy. Kissing the cup and then hoisted on the shoulders the same way that Maradona was on the field afterwards in uh, Mexico in yeah. six. And you'd hope that every picture now that the, the you know the the legacy of course from this World Cup will be will be Lionel Messi. That all the the footage that we see will always be of Messi with his teammates lifting the cup and 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 holding it round his kids and whatever being a. Uh, um, being put on the shoulders of Sergio Aguero, being carried around the pitch, whatever. This is this is what we want the pictures to be and, and the footage to be, not Infantino, you know, trying to even get onto camera as long as possible while he was pushing Messi towards his teammates to lift the trophy. You know, it was just if ever you want to steal a moment, oh my god. What else is going to stand out for you as a memory of this World Cup? Uh, I don't think we're going to get. I don't think we'll ever get away from. I, I, my my memory of being here will be. Uh, I think I'd said it to you. It was it was hard at first when I arrived, to, you know, to get a full feeling of the place and things like that. But probably the feeling of that the why was the World Cup here? You know, people can talk about the football and things like that. That's what they can say to me. But there there is a feeling of you know construction finishes here and you've got guys and you're speaking to guys. Even even last night we actually met a Canadian guy last night going to the game and got speaking to him on the train and he saw he goes oh TSN how are you getting on with the t-shirt so not not that we want to actually show ourselves off when we're, when we're when we're floating around the place you know but anyway um the guy who was he was he's a he's a Canadian guy and he's over here he's been here since last January and he said and he and he he's got a decent job. But he's, the, the, the Qatari, his, his company that he works for, is taking his passport off him. Can't get home for Christmas. He can't get home till till next June. He'll be gone 18 months. And he said, honestly, because I just wanted to say to you, he said, um, my wife and kids are at home. They're watching TSN. They can actually see where I'm at, where I'm here. So I'm really thankful that, that you're, you know that you're doing the broadcast and the guys are seeing, or, or my family's been able to see what Qatar is like because. I'm over here now without being able to get home until until next June. I've been here a long time. I'm missing home. I'm missing my family. And this is the story across across Qatar. People come in, they have the passports taken off them. As I said, construction closed down during this World Cup because it, they didn't want it to be visible during the tournament. And most of the people that's in construction are, are Uber drivers now. And you get speaking to the Uber drivers across the whole of Asia. I got speaking to a guy from Nepal a while ago, um, or in the last week or so, again, he was telling me the same sort of story. I get two months off a year. I can't afford to go on several flights across the year to get back home. So I have to use it as a two-month block. I've got to go. like So he's only getting two flights. He said, and I feel like I'm missing out so much on my family and I'm missing out so much on my kids growing up. He has three kids, two daughters and, and, one, uh, and one boy. He's missing out on his son even playing football at times and things like this. And the, the the human side of it really hits you when you hear you know that the gulf between rich and poor is so vast. People call them the workers here, the workers. They're just they're just kind of like these bits on the bottom of your shoe that, that are just here just to serve everybody around the World Cup, and you, you can't get away from that. And how how dehumanised so many people actually are, Jay. It's, it, it's not not been a good look, I don't think, for FIFA overall. Of course, we want to concentrate on the football while we're here. But how can you fully become focused on that when all this crap is happening around you and, and all this stuff that you can actually see because it's visible? It's, it's You're having these conversations with people when you're out and about and you know full well uh, what actually happens here and what and what, uh, and what the people are feeling like. Yeah, it's been a very interesting period of time with the takeover of Newcastle by Saudi Arabia that 
um, the English media is, is talking about Saudi Arabia and their human rights issues. And uh, just this week, uh, the news broke that uh, the Glazers are in Qatar having conversations with people in the region about investment in Manchester United. So we're going to see Newcastle get taken over. There's a good chance we see Manchester United get taken over. And hopefully the experience of the football journalists who've been at the World Cup telling the stories of the people that you're talking about. Because that, that's the, like the football is obviously today and it's messy. Tomorrow there's going to be all the journalists home free to actually say yeah. some of the things that it's difficult for them or they feel a little bit threatened to say on the ground in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, again, it, it's the takeaway from the tournament. Is I think most people will say the lasting legacy will be what's happened on the pitch because we've had some unbelievable moments. But he, the, ultimately, the lasting legacy will be that, will be maybe the staying on FIFA. I'm sure you guys watched the, watched the documentary around um, you know, the award of, of it coming to Qatar and everything like that. Um, it was... It was amazing in itself when I watched that before I came over, just to see what happens, you know, that in fairness now Europe is almost like a, an entity to, 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 uh, to FIFA, to world football, because it's, it's no real power in regards to anything that's, uh, that's happening around the world and, and within the game. So maybe as you say, there's even talk of 2030, that the World Cup being here, uh, being, in, being in Saudi, and for what's happened here in Qatar, and they'll, they'll think the Winter World Cup was a success, Sure, why won't we have it in, in Saudi Arabia as well? You, you can see it all happening, can't you? It's almost, it happens before your eyes, before it does, because that's what happened with the with the awarding of the World Cup coming out here and to Russia as well, don't forget. Um, it happened before our eyes and we, we you know, you, you're watching disbelief, but you can, you can, you're pretty empty. You know what's, got, you know what's around the corner almost. Kev, it's been great having you on OTB AM. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been, a, it's, yeah, yeah, it's been emotional. It's been emotional. Don't start crying out of us, please. No, no, I won't. I won't give you a tease. It's going to be emotional. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting home now, guys. No, but I uh, know I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully be on. Uh, I'll, I'll, of course, I'll be on again with you guys, and hopefully, maybe we can do it a bit more regular or something. Anyway, what? Uh, when are you actually flying out? I'm back. To, I'm flying out tonight. Well, it's it's the early hours. I, I think it's just after it's just after midnight tonight. So, um, what time is it here now? It's um, eleven thirty. So, twelve hours, twelve thirteen hours or so. Uh, I'll be on the flight, and um, yeah. Making up the time, I think I arrived back in in Toronto at eight a.m. eight a.m. local time. So yeah, we'll make up a bit of time for the flight flying back um, to the west. So yeah, I can't I can't wait to get home now. Really, well, safe home. Um, uh, pr- privilege talking to you as regularly as we have done. I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Cheers. Lovely. Thanks, Thanks Jay. Thanks, Shane. Thanks very much for everything. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.